Hearing voices? I'm hearing voices. You're listening to Hearing Voices with Scott Watson. This morning on Hearing Voices with Scott Watson, we continue our visit with Paul Page. The book is Hello, I'm Paul Page, and it's race day in Indianapolis. Paul, what is the greatest moment of your broadcast career? Uh, That requires some thinking. Let me say, though, at at this point, the book is available at the Speedway uh, gift shops and on Barnes & Noble uh, on their their website. So, uh, greatest moment. It, you know how do you how do you actually look at that? I've obviously been asked that before, and is it my personal moment or the greatest moment on the track that I witnessed? You know how how do you actually approach that? And I would say that um, that my my first time on the air, which is 1977 as the anchor, and. AJ Foyk won his fourth. That that was my greatest moment. That you know, it, it, the whole month had uh, had worked out. We had had a lot of things we had to learn and do, but but I uh, I got through it, and I think I got through it without embarrassing myself. Uh, but um, then to have a four-time winner and have that guy be AJ Foyt, the first four-time winner. And at that time, the winner's circle was right in front of the control tower, which is where we were. And uh, so AJ's pulling up down below, right, you know, right in front of me. I can see the whole ceremony and everything. It's just really cool. That was that was my greatest moment. There were other really incredible moments, but that's my all-time greatest. Do you have a biggest regret as an announcer? Mm, that, now, there's one I haven't been asked. Um Yeah, in a in a it's, it's, in a way, it actually was going going to television because I I love radio. I love that radio network. I love what the radio can do for you. Uh, you know, the the theater of the mind. Um, but I was working at NBC Sports. Uh, I left WIBC for that and. Uh, that worked out because NBC didn't have the race, so I could do a lot of other sports and did, and you know, centered up on motor racing. Um, and then, so I had no conflict with the radio network in the 500. But then, when ABC took over, um, they came to me and they said, we we want somebody who really understands racing. And uh, had two, uh, two years uh, live when they first went live, and... They didn't go all that well, and, and even uh, even uh, Mary George at the Speedway said, you really ought to go take that. Well, obviously, it was a great moment and a great thing, and I think I did a lot of good things with it. It's an entirely different form of announcing, but in both the radio and television, my approach was show them your passion. You're sitting in the grandstand alongside these people, and you're telling them what's going on. Show them how much you love it. And so that worked in both areas. He is the great Paul Page. He visits with us this morning on Hearing Voices with Scott Watson. You mentioned being there when A.J. Foyt won his first, or rather his fourth. There are now four four four-time winners. Is it possible to rank the four greats? Well, let's try. Um, A.J., because he did it first. Um, Rick... 
just because he was such an awesome, awesome driver and could just come back from anything. Um, and he had the greatest pit crew in the world going. Uh, so that'd be my, my number two. Um, number three would actually be Elio. Um, I, I do a little bit on radio, on the radio network every year during the race. And, uh, uh, so I was able to look right down on the start finish line from the, uh, broadcast booth. And that just, that, those laps, of, last laps of the race were pretty close to, uh, I think what I saw in 1960, they were just awesome. And, uh, Elio winning them, Elio is such a good guy and a good friend that I just, I was like, wow, this is so cool. You're making racing is a dangerous sport where death is not often spoken of, but sometimes the reality. Did you get close to drivers and was that a good thing or was that a mistake? Um, I did. And it was not a good thing. Um, I have, I had more than my fear of those kind of reports. Um, fortunately on the 500, we never had it in such a way at most races, you know, we didn't really know that they had passed until after the race. So, uh, while I had methods ready to deal with those kinds of things, I was ready to deal with it. Uh, I was only called upon like three times to actually do it in a racing competition. And, and one of those was a drag race. So, um, but I had, I, I really got close to a couple of guys and, uh, one of them, uh, at, down in my career was Dan Weldon. And Dan, Dan and I had done a number of things together. We were having a good time. I like to play practical jokes on him. I think he liked to have them done. And actually, the uh, night before he uh, won us at the 500 for Rick Klein, we were at dinner. Uh, I'm, I'm talking now of Klein and Dan. And Rick is looking over at, at Dan and just he's studying him. And finally, Rick says, where'd that T-shirt come from? And, and it's a Klein Tools T-shirt. And well, Dan says, oh, this is our team T-shirt. He said, no, 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 there's something wrong there. That, the logo is, and it turns out that Dan had a number of embroidered T-shirts made for himself and he didn't like the size of the logo, so he made it a little smaller. But Rick caught him the night before the race, and he won the next day, so I think he was forgiven. <laughs> he is. That kind of closeness is dangerous. Um, I have my son, Brian, is a, uh, a performance engineer at Andretti, and uh, he was particularly close to Dan, too. And so, uh, Brian, after that, we, we both looked at each other and said, You just can't get that close. You really can't. He is the great Paul Page. The book, I'm Paul Page, it's race day in Indianapolis, and we'll have more with Paul tomorrow morning on Hearing Voices.